As a Christian parent, you want to see your child grow up to love God, but how do you guide them in a world that is so distracted by screens and other voices? I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's in charge of our parenting department here at the ministry. And right now, we're going to return to a conversation Jim Daly and I had with David Kinneman. He's the president of the Barna Group. Also joining us was Mark Matlock. He's a pastor and a researcher. And together, they addressed discipling your child in a screen-driven world. You know, one of the things I've noticed, I mean, this literally just happened yesterday to me, and I don't know that there's a correlation, but in your research, you found that uh, the higher consumption of digital media usually means the person, that young person, is uh, less engaged in debating things. They're more timid or tolerant, whatever the word, and I'd like to know that. But I, last night, yesterday, so I'm, Troy's driving, and he's behind a driver, and this person stopped at a stop sign and is not moving. And there's no traffic. We're all trying to make a right-hand turn. And we're sitting there, and like me, I'm going, Troy, hit your horn. No, Dad, no. Why not? I, he'll turn. Just give him a minute. Like, really? Let's motivate him. <laughs> and he's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And it was it's kind of like that research you found that, you know, young people... They're just a little more reserved in that in that push to get people moving in their faith, in their right-hand turn-making, whatever it might be. Is that what you're seeing? Well, one of the things that is so fun about this book and this study, I've spent 12 years plus really studying the disconnection journeys. I did a project called You Lost Me that was really about the stories of a loss of faith. Mm -hmm. And so this project was really about the resilience of faith and the good news. And, and I actually think we're here today to talk so much about what we love about millennials and Gen Z. We're, I'm 46, Mark's 51. Uh, as you say, we've got I've got a 21 year old, uh, 19, 16. And I love the fact that this generation is aware of others' perceptions and feelings. I love the fact this is a generation that's connected and, you know. And that, <laughs> okay, that, I'm feeling guilty. No, it's all right. That, but I feel like there's this, there's this real sense of, of other people's perceptions. Now, we have a lot of work to do to help them understand how to really live that out. But this is, the message of Faith for Exiles is that you can actually live a faithful life in exile. And it is true that there's a lot of strong correlations with the more screen time, uh, the, the, the challenges, but this is a message that's more about just like, how do you monitor the screen at time or the, the apps they use? Because we are all going to live in a screen-driven age, whatever age, you know, when your kids are, are going to get their telephone or when their smartphone, when they're going to get, you know, online. It's, it's a big, bad world out there. And we have to figure out the way of strengthening faith so that they can live resilient lives as Daniel did in, yeah. in this current sort of experience. And so, yeah, it's a really interesting, we're, we're you know, so uh, much an advocate for the sake of what this generation is asking of the church and the, and the deeper answers yeah. that they're asking for. And I us. so appreciate that because I'm excited for this next generation. I, I'm not down on it. I think God's putting both orthodoxy, speaking truth, and orthopraxy doing truth mm -hmm. together in this next generation. Yeah. And it's exciting when that happens. That's but, the full package. But it but is rare. It is rare. And it, for parents, it's terrifying sometimes <laughs> um, because we are going into some uncharted territories. you yeah. know. But that was the, the goal of, of uh, Faith for Exiles was to really try to understand how can we be proactive and in leaning into this moment yeah. in time? What are the things that have proven themselves in the past that we might be able to leverage, you know, moving forward? Because 
you know, I think Dave and I both have been pretty open with our kids engaging in digital Babylon and and uh, entering into it and exploring it. And they've kind of been a lab for us. Right. But we're trying, this is a personal project for us. We're not just some researchers going, hey, this is an interesting subject. We're like going, we care about our kids. We want to see their faith be resilient in this world because they're going to live in a world that's unlike anything well, we've ever lived in. And that's a nice setup because the next question I wanted to ask you just to provide uh, kind of the personal bona fides that you bring is the fact that you've done this with your kids. Uh, David, in your case, your daughter chose UC Berkeley. And I'm telling you, these are the kind of conversations going on in the home. I mean, Gene and I have had the same discussion. Yeah. We want our boys to go to a great Christian university, Biola somewhere, yeah. where they could also get biblical teaching. But that doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, it's nice, and it maybe is predictive, but what happened in your case? Well, uh, it was a, a crazy set of discussions that my uh, daughter and my family had um, her senior year, junior year, senior year, and she applied to 27 schools or whatever it was. And she's a science whiz. Yeah, yeah. She's really interested. She's studying molecular cellular biology. Huh. I'm just amazed I remember those three words in order. <laughs> uh, and um, and so she, she was really interested in a mainstream school. You know, I went to a Christian school, Christian, Christian university. My wife did. All my parents and siblings. Biola, and, uh, yeah, we Biola, could say it. yeah. And um, <laughs> good school. It's a great school, and um, and so we we had this great discussion about what she wanted and where she was going, and you know, like I had to realize in in those discussions that it wasn't my vision for her future. She had to live into you know God's calling. We we prayed, and I I I, I was so touched by the Lord in that period of time because my heart was completely. <clears throat> You know, Berkeley is the last place you're going to go. You can you can have that as a safety school on your list of 27 schools to apply to, but that's not going to be a place you go. And over the course of about seven different things, the Lord really spoke to me. This is a place for her to go. And her faith, one of our principles is not to talk about our kids without their permission. And and she's given me permission to talk about, you know, where she's at now. She's a senior at uh, Berkeley, and uh, she's the editor-in-chief of a Christian thought journal. Her faith has actually grown stronger in that environment. Um, now, my middle daughter is at Biola, and you know her faith is growing strong in that environment. But you're, you're right. It's like just because they're in the outward trappings of a Christian environment, just like Mark was saying a little bit ago, just because you're in the building, in the youth group, in the Christian university, part of this message of Digital Babylon is that screens are influencing us in deeper ways. They're becoming our, our counselor, our best friend, our sex educator, our you know confidant. And so we've got to recognize that even if they're in the building, even if they're in the program, they may not actually be with us in terms of heart, mind, and soul. Well, Danny, I really loved uh, hearing about how David's daughter felt called to go to a school like UC Berkeley. I mean, that, that would have to be a calling. I know you've encouraged your kids to engage uh, in the world, how do you do that? How do you encourage your kids to be around others without kind of compromising their their convictions? Yeah, I mean it's difficult, and we need to point out to our kids, uh, and I've done this with my kids, the the impact we have, the influence that's around us. Certain people influence us more than others, and confident people tend to influence us more than non confident people. Yeah. So helping your kids understand that. So with my my daughter, she's gotten into. It's called aerial acrobatics, and uh, that culture itself uh, is, does not lend itself necessarily to a Christian worldview. Hmm. And she's come home and said, yeah, they're talking about this and that. And uh, what's important is opening up the dialogue of what they're hearing. What are you hearing? What's going on? And, and having conversation around worldview. So what do you think about that? Hmm. And especially as teenagers, engaging in those deeper conversations 
really when when they're younger, this that's when you uh, help make decisions with them and for them. And then as they get older, as they're making decisions, you process with them what's happening. And so uh, really with engaging in the culture, there's certain things that we've put very clear parameters on, like social media, technology, entertainment, certain things that as parents, we've just had to put the boundaries in there. Mm-hmm. And then with friends, encouraging them to be a light to friends. How can they make decisions that show a light, that, that bring a light into that room instead of just avoiding how can they be solid enough yeah. to influence the, the friends around them? Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm just thinking about how um, at some point in the parenting journey, you have to start transferring that responsibility for decision-making to your children. Um, one of my kids was uh, maybe 14, wanted to go see a movie with some neighbor friends. And I said, well, what does Plugged In say about it? And I know <laughs> if you're familiar with Plugged In, you've done that with your kids, I'm sure. But that's, that, that's a great opportunity. I said... You know, um, I think you can go to that, but I'd love for you to come back and just write a paragraph about what you saw in the movie. What were the values in the movie? So you're thinking critically about the world around you. Yes. That's what we have to do as parents. And if you want to kind of frame things well for yourself and your kids, uh, get a copy of the book by David Kinnaman and Mark Matlock. It's called Faith for Exiles. Uh, Make a donation to the ministry today of any amount, if you can, a monthly pledge, or uh, if you're not in spot to do that, a a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send that book to you as our way of saying thank you for joining the support team here for fueling the engine of Focus on the Family to uh, produce podcasts and resources to help you in your parenting journey. If you'd like to uh, hear the full conversation with Mark and David, uh, we've got that available. We're going to link over to it from the show notes. And then um, be sure to check out Plugged In. We'll link over to that resource. It's something Focus has done for years and years. We have a team of caring people that um, think biblically about what's on screens, and uh, they will help guide you through some of those conversations that you probably need to have. And again, we'll link over in the show notes to Plugged In. We'll have more from David and Mark next time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.